to the official Sanjay Cooper Memorial League podcast for round 13. Labamba, what an absolutely incredible pivotal week in uh in the 2022 season. It certainly was. It's um it's been a week where lots of happy, you know, lots of things have happened. Um, we had the first snow in England. Um and, you know, as unlikely as snow is to fall from the sky, we've had some amazing results. And, uh, yeah, it's been a pretty entertaining um, return to action in the Sanjay Cooper Memorial League. Without a doubt. I mean, to, uh, to have a Premier League game postponed due to weather and for Draft Fantasy at the time of this recording to still not have um, finalised his results, it's, uh, it's going to make perhaps some... Uh, some statistical um, inaccuracies once they finally get their shit together. However, it's it's probably going to produce a better podcast, I think, just for the meme factor and the uh, the comedy in our eras that uh, that people really seem to love. Yeah, it certainly makes it yeah tough tough for us to to really delve delve deep into the uh, into the points. Um, but as we've kind of will get touch on in the, in the next coming while, there's only really one game that's of any note um, this week in terms of closeness, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll crack on. Absolutely, let's crack on. And uh, I mean, well, before we crack on, let me just say I think every single game this week, bar uh, bar two, so actually just three games, we're um we're absolutely. I mean, there were there were massive storylines there, but let's kick off with the uh, the match, which featured can't fit my William playing host to it's a sure thing. It's a sure thing came in here, seven straight defeats. Mike Andrews on the hot seat, can't fit my William, and a bit of a struggle in themselves, but they have the quality and widely touted both by you and by me and by everyone across the world that can't fit my William would take this easily. However, shock. It's a sure thing. Came in with, at the time of this recording, 49 points. We believe it's going to go up to about 57. To uh, can't fit my William's 31, which looks like it's going to go to 32. Labamba, what were your thoughts here? Yeah, pretty pretty incredible turnaround. If it's a sure thing, isn't it? They've, they've really struggled. Like they the the perennial battlers in this league um, so far, and yet they're going to make a, a big jump. Um, you know, this is a, a pretty impressive performance. You know, fifty seven points is nothing to be uh, you know turning to your nose up against. And you know, there's a couple of big big uh, individual schools in there that have helped them there, but it's finally a, a team performance from it's a sure thing, and it's nice to see as we uh, 
get towards the you know halfway stage of the competition. Yes, absolutely. I mean, look again, results aren't finalised. It's hard to tell, but I'm pretty sure from my very brief maths that um it's a sure thing with this victory have climbed off the bottom of the table which just last week we were saying was impossible um and comfort my william who were third a couple of weeks ago are now eighth so that middle portion of the table that third through to eighth is just so congested it's not funny right now and it really speaks to the quality of the season labamba Certainly does. I mean, we talked a couple of weeks ago about all those teams stuck on, I think it was 18 points. Um, and yet, you know, even though there's a couple that have kind of started to slip away a little bit, it's still extremely close in that middle tier. And, and it's really, um, it's made for really entertaining viewing. Absolutely. Well, the thing we've always spoken about with it's a sure thing. The problem that they've faced is the fact that Jaden Sancho um, has been absolutely horrific and, the difference, well, not really the difference, considering they left him on the bench and his points are going to get added later, but he finally scored. And if Sancho's gonna gonna kick on from here, could uh, it's a sure thing be the team that we should be looking at rather than Gilfie's young boys who might be looking to push into that middle pack? Yes. Um, I, I look, I'd like to see a few more results go their way. They're still quite a long way back. Um, then this win will only really take them up to nine, uh, nine points rather. And they'll still be in 10th by, by my calculations. Um, and that's going to be, you know, seven points from them to eight. So, yes, it brings them back in the running. Um, it's an important result, but they are still languishing at the bottom and they'll need a couple of these to back it up. I can't fit my willy in. They were, um, I mean, they were absolutely on fire through, uh, through I think rounds seven through ten, and since then they've uh, they've lost three in a row now. What's gone wrong there? It's hard to tell because the management is you know typically quite strong. Um, some would even point to maybe a curse of the shield, but you can't even say that. Um, pretty disappointing scores for them across the board. Um, you know, Melia in their bench with eight is their second highest score for the week, which is not a great sign. Um, so they'll be looking to kind of get a bit more individual performances. But yeah, and we've both we've both talked about their team, and I, I can imagine they'll they'll bounce back. Yes, they've always proved to be a shrewd waiver operators, and uh, that does seem to um, make up for their team full of rotation risks. And it does just seem to be one of those matches where, I mean, they've got three Chelsea players in there. Chelsea were playing United, who had that new manager bump. Two City players in there. City had a uh, a very decent West Ham team for the season. And it just, yeah, it, it wasn't the week for them to be facing, um, I mean, an opposition that's going to put up 50-plus, I guess. And those weeks are going to happen. Mm. Yeah, there's always going to be tough. You can't choose who you play in the Sunshine Cup Memorial League, but you can certainly select your lineup. So they'll be looking to make some changes going into this next match. And this next match, which took place at the uh, Rhythm and Wines men's portal section under red light restrictions currently, Gurn FC played host to expect to lose. In this one, we both predicted Gurn FC to win, and we were both correct as per usual. Gurn FC at the time of recording, had 38 points to expected to lose as 19. 
by the looks of things, Gurn FC will finish on 45, and expected Toulouse will finish on approximately 22. Labamba, what were your thoughts there? Yeah, not a surprise. Um, as you see, we both picked this one, and uh, with the expected to lose is a bit of a slide in, in recent weeks. It's not a huge surprise for us, as we said. Um, I don't really know what, what I can say about this game. It was pretty even um, until you had Guernsey kind of pull away late, and it's kind of made the table really interesting. I think it's probably the biggest you know, piece of... Uh, you know, piece of information we can never look at. So it's, yeah, it's pretty interesting to see them um, not be able to kind of capitalise on a, a week that you would have expected a win for expected to lose. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as we said in the uh, in the podcast from last week, it uh, availability is the best ability, and when you've got four injured players um, coming through, it's it's not a great sign. And although Saka played and he scored, he actually top scored for uh, expected to lose other than uh, Sa on their bench. Um, look, there's, there's just not a lot going for them right now. With the absence of Kevin De Bruyne, they're back in that form from the start of the season where they were just terrific. And to keep pace, to stay in this middle group, um, it's it's going to take some, some waiver operating, I think, because... You look at some of these players in this team, Almiron, notably, um, it's, it's really not going to cut it. And there are a lot better options out there, I believe. And then for Gurn FC, Robertson, 12, Sanchez, 8, Mari's 5, Dunk, 6. An all-round good week. And they overcame their star player, as per usual, Harry Kane, putting up a donut. This is because he didn't play this week for once. But you know, the sort of performances he's been putting in. May as well not have. So, Labamba, Gurn FC, kind of middling around. Um, it seems to me like they are... They're not going to win it, but they're not as bad as teams like Thickford makes me hardy for Vardy, expected to lose, and they, they're a true mid-table team. Expected to lose, it's... I mean, I think as the season goes on, we're going to see a bit of separation in that that three through eight. And I expect expected to lose to be in that seven, eight range rather than the three, four, five, six. Yeah, it's certainly an interesting one, isn't it? I think um, that middle part of the table is a really intriguing um, part of the league. And I feel like, they're going to need to really put some, you know, quality performances together if they want to stay there. And uh, it's going to be a tough Christmas period for them, I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, is there anything else we can say about this game? We teased that there were there were a few interesting games. There were a few not so interesting games. I think this is one of them. This was very expected, and there's not a lot riding on this, is there? Really? Which game is this one? Sorry. The one the Gurn FC was expected to lose. Ah, gotcha. Oh, I, I do think I do think there is a bit riding on this one. Gurn FC needed a win to get back in touch with expected to lose um, and to give them a little point of difference to some of these teams that are in the middle tier. Um, and we've just been talking about how important this middle tier is. You know, this is really the moving moving day sort of thing. You know, the next few game weeks are going to be deciding who is going to be 
battling for the top of the table and who's just going to you know, have a really boring end to the season. I think they uh, again, FC needed to win, really. That's very true. Well, I'm sick of talking about GNFC now. So, this next one, the Sanjay Shield match, of course, which took us to the Canterbury St. Reform Centre with having got a clue going for their 20th Sanjay Shield win against Paniki Saint-Germain. And in this one, having got a clue, came away with the 20th Sanjay Shield victory. At the time of recording, this is 38-34. to We believe the scores will change slightly, but the four-point margin of victory will remain. Labamba, what were your thoughts? Yeah, pretty intriguing matchup this one, wasn't it? Um, it'd be interesting. It would have been interesting to see this one if Tottenham had played, um, but unfortunately they didn't. And uh, haven't got a clue. March away with a, a win once again. Thanks in most parts of their namesake um, Jota, who's going to play a pretty important role in the next few months, and uh, just showing his early worth here in the Shandra Shield game. Yeah, I mean. It's, that's an interesting tidbit, actually, Lavamba. If uh, if Tottenham had played, Son and Emerson could have really played a role there. And saying that, haven't got a clue had Lloris, but that could have been dangerous. A Son against Burnley really could have um, taken the shield out of haven't got a clue's hands on this uh, this game week. But as we see with haven't got a clue, the shield is their ticky, and they just find a way to win, no matter the circumstances they face. Now, haven't got a clue. I mean, we'll we'll tease it. They are now closer to the top of the table than they were at the beginning of this game week. They did their part. A certain other team did their part. They're now only one point off Monathan Drapeman. So all this talk that we've said throughout this podcast uh, season, it's it appears that Monathan Drapeman are catchable now. So haven't got a clue with the shield. What are we thinking, Labamba? Is this a, is this the beginning of a, uh, a very important uh, pivotal time in the uh, in the season? Could haven't got a clue take top spot in the near future? Yeah, it's certainly a very interesting one, isn't it? Like um, every result that they kind of needed this weekend went their way. They obviously bet Paniki Sanjuman who in third, uh, Monifan Drakeman lost, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, up the top and then expected to lose loss as well. So, yeah, they move away from those middle tier teams and they move to the top of the, or close to the top of the table. And then, and Monfin Drakeman are within striking distance now. And with Paniki Saint Germain, they are one of the only teams this season who have uh, held top spot on the table. Um, and they've held it for the second longest time, other than, of course, Monfin Drakeman. And they're now sort of, they're middling away. They're the top of that that middle tier, but they're just not getting any separation. And having Jota Clue and Monathan Drakeman are starting to pull away from them. And again, while they lead that middle pack, they're not getting any separation from it. And if they were to lose in the upcoming game week, they could quite easily, you know, drop down to, to sixth the way the table's looking. So is there any way that Paniki Saint-Germain can sort of enter the discussion for, for the title race. Yes, I, I feel like they are probably one of the better teams in that pack um, and they'll kind of need to win. I think they've got a few big games upcoming that will just grow that separation and, you, and that's what you need. You, 
you know, Monifan Drakeman have been benefiting a bit from having a two-game week lead. You know, it's going to take a little while for teams to catch up, and so that's what they've got to grow in the next little while. Do you think that um, that Paniki Saint Germain should resume uh, their chase for a striker? Yeah, look, I think they do need some change, um, whether that's up front or in the managerial box. Who knows? Um, you know, there's a bit that bit needs to, to kind of happen there. They've kind of got three strikers that, yes, Tony performed this week, but they've got two others that are really middling. Um, and they could, you know, they've got some really good pieces that they could trade. You know, Son, I don't think they've ever thought about trading him before, but I think he'd be a really good trade piece. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with him. I have to agree with Bamba. It's, um, it's weird that they've never considered the, uh, the prospect of trading Son or never come close, but look, that's another conversation topic for another episode. But with our next match, this took us to the lower heart support group for people who only talk about their jobs. As Thickford makes me hardy for Vardy, took on Gilfie's young boys, who for the first time this season were playing an away game. And in this one, Thickford makes me hardy for Vardy at the time of recording. Put up 42 to Gilfie's young boys, league low, 18. Labamba, what were your thoughts? Yeah, a bit of a fall to grace for Gilfie's young boys. Um, and kind of as expected this game, I don't know if there's really much we can uh, say, apart from maybe Ronaldo blanking um, and being on the bench was quite an interesting tidbit. Um, yeah, but other than that, there's not really much to, to talk about, I don't think, today. Yes, very much agreed. Um, look, I I saw that um, co-manager of uh, Tarns United, Tom Wiley, called Thickford makes me hardy for Vardy in the group chats today. The uh, the fire fest if of the San Jacob Memorial League, and um, look, it's correct. I mean, yes, forty two points, fairly impressive. Um, that looks like it will grow to forty four. Um, but yeah, look. When there's there's teams that have put up some really strong performances this week, and looking at this side, we say this every single week. It's just got to be doing better. I mean, they're still in seventh. They're in that middle pack. A lot can change, but at this, we're now over a third of the way through the season, and this team's still really middling and just not living up to the potential that they have. Yeah, they've had some unlucky results, haven't they? But I think um, even in saying that, they should really be doing better than they have. Um, And they're going to really need to kind of keep putting in performances like this, you know, beating teams they have to beat um, so that they kind of move further away from the bottom of the table and put themselves back in contention. But Gilfie's young boys, I mean, we we were singing their praises a couple of weeks ago and now we're just just back to absolute shit, aren't we? I mean, it looks like their score will grow to... 24 so i think they actually end up avoiding the um the dreaded lowest uh score fine but i mean how many donuts are in this team this week there are five people that's got zero and gabriel with eight um and panok with six who was on their bench the bumper they even said in their lineup um, yeah, well, look, that's the big question, especially this week. 
when you've got a short game week, it, it's very easy to to miss, uh, you know, miss this opportunity to set your lineup. And they don't quite have this excuse for the last, you know, the week just being. So I just don't know. I really don't. I imagine. Oh, I just yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the excuse that the uh, club owners are putting in, and and reason why the managerial should go. Look, there's they're privileged. They're an expansion, not an expansion club, but they've been privileged to take um, take Bleshko's spot from last season, and the utter disrespect to be in the bottom two, the newest club, and to not bother to set your lineup when there's, I mean, there's there's hundreds of managers that would quite happily take their place next season. It, um, that's disgusting. That's really disgusting. And um, look, if this is true, and if I see in, in round 14 that this lineup is the same with two injured players in it, with five zeros, um, look, I'm adding them to my cuck list and they will not be getting off at La Bamba. Mm, it's a hard list to get off once you're on it. Absolutely. Sanjay Cooper himself would know very well. Well, look, let's not waste any more time talking about these two disappointing teams, four disappointing managers. Let's get to uh, the the big daddy of the week. The uh, Not the match of the round. The match of the round was the Sanjay Shield, but this was a fierce grudge match, and it deserves some well-thought-out analysis here. This was, of course, Tans United playing host at the Whitby Re- Rehabilitation Clinic for being obsessed with a family friend to take on Monathan Drapeman. And in this one, Tans United, with all their mana, came in and took away the victory, 58-33 to 33 at the time of this recording. Labamba, what were your thoughts here? Uh, very impressive performance. Um, you know, putting out 58 points when you've got uh, one player that didn't even play, um, or his team didn't even play, rather, is pretty pretty awesome. Um, and saying that, they came up against a team that also, you know, 33 points on its day will win your games. This week, it doesn't. And Monaghan Drakeman have their first really, I guess, disappointing loss for the side. You know, that, that'll be the third. Um, and they'll lose their two-game advantage over um, haven't dropped a clue. I mean, look, I remember if we cast our mind back to uh, round four, I believe, when Tarns United first top scored, they had uh, lost three in a row, had been 10th. They climbed to seventh, and they said their 35-game uh, reign of terror had begun. And there'd been some bumpy, uh, bumpy moments along the road, but I think we're finally arriving there. Tarns United have climbed from uh, eighth a short few rounds ago. They now sit fourth. For the first time this season, they're top half of the table. They uh, have taken points off the seemingly unbeatable Monathan Drapeman. And look, it's it's impressive. I mean, now it's it's three wins in a row, three where Salah hasn't put up his ridiculous 20-point um point totals that he has been at points in the season. The humble six points here. Madison with 16. Van Dyke with 15. Lamptey with eight. They're, they're putting together a really strong team. Um, I don't think AFCON is the uh, the warrior it once was. 
And Dominic Calvert-Lewin, their second-round pick, is expected back very soon. And, I mean, that could really just put this team over the top and really see them start pushing into that uh, that Monathan, Drakeman, Heaven, John, a glue category. Yes, it will be very interesting to see, I guess, how AFCON affects them. As you say, the last few wins have really come away from Salah, which has been a big step up for the, the side. Um, and now they're kind of moving their way up the table and putting in some pretty impressive performances. As I said, 58, where they're missing a couple of players. Is, yeah, that, so that's a score that's going to win you nine times out of ten. So it's pretty scary. And then we look to Monathan Drakeman. And, I mean, a, a terrible time for Monathan Drakeman to have an un-Monathan Drakeman-like game. Um, Cucurella with nine, Ramsdale with seven, Thiago Silva with eight. Other than that, it's threes, twos, ones, and zeros. And I think the score is going to get bumped to 37 by the looks of things. Um, but, look, it's it's uncharacteristic. Um, what happened this week with Monathan Drakeman, Lobamba? Yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a pretty interesting one, isn't it? Like this was the week they kind of needed to put even further distance between themselves and and third at least. And yeah, they haven't been able to do it. Um, Thirty three is not a bad score, but yeah, they'll be looking for bigger scores from their Chelsea and City players in the coming weeks to kind of you know put themselves back on the top of the table. Well, they are top, sorry, but you know third are on top. We hinted at it before with the uh, Haven't Jot a Clue game. Haven't Jot a Clue just one point off. Monathan Drapeman at times have had a seven-point lead this season. Um, a trunk to one. They've uh, they've kept pace well. We've said they've looked unbeatable, but, I mean, there's teams knocking on the door now, as we've said. And should Monathan Drapeman be concerned? Is their dynasty uh, fizzling out? I'm going to say no, it's too early. However, it certainly is, as you say, a bit worrying for them. They shouldn't be losing to teams like Tarns United, um, no matter how many points Tarns United put up. Um, and yeah, there'll be there'll be some questions being asked of co-managers Jono Hoffman and Matthew Drake. Well, it's uh, it's rumoured that in the uh, the humble suburb of Whitby, um, the co-managers of Tarns United celebrated this like there was no tomorrow so as they were the top scorers i was live after the match to uh to interview the co-managers of towns united homestar tom wiley and jack wiley let's cut to that audio now uh we are here with towns united co-managers tom wiley and jack wiley heidi my to both you to the show heidi my uh, yeah, thanks, Blackjack Bandit. It's uh, an absolute privilege to be back here once again. An absolutely dominant performance from uh, Towns United against Monathan Drapeman this week. Um, what were the uh, defining factors behind this, and how did you prepare going into this match? We've been in uh, constant communication over the week. So not week, really, but weekend, seeing as I utilised the spare room and Tom's apartment on Friday night. Um, so we had a good yarn about it and uh, set our lineup, made our transfer. And yeah, well, I think the cohesiveness this week was um, 
really good between the two of us and that ultimately got us the win and the highest point score in the league. I'd completely agree with that. I think our preparation, um, being in the same uh, place for the night before the match was really key and probably something we'll look to do once again. Um, Obviously, when you previously interviewed us, um, I'd mentioned that we really, really wanted to knock off Monathan Drakeman. And we um, we were unlucky initially. Um, but this time, we just we had the correct preparation. Um, we did it without a, a massive performance from Mo Salah himself. Um, James Madison and Virgil van Dijk particularly standing up this week. And look, ultimately, what I said was coming true. 2022, Tanzanian on the throne. So, obviously, you were able to select Mo Salah with the uh, second overall pick in the draft. And from that moment on, he's been the runaway best player in the league. Um, And it was criticized that um, you had a one-man team. You were sitting around the the seventh, eighth region of the table. And he was basically the only thing stopping you guys from... um, from being in the it's a sure thing Gilfie's young boys territory of the table however since then you seem to have um really built a team that's that's standing up and obviously is top scoring um this round so what changes have you made and um what influence on the dressing room have you had to um to spur on the other members of times united well yeah it's um i feel like ever since we started picking up that criticism really sellers stopped his insane run of form He's still providing, you know, at least like six points every game week. But since that hat trick against United, he hasn't done a huge lot for us. So players like, actually not one player in particular, it's kind of been the whole team have been picking up points um, around the board. I think Lamptey's return to the team has really helped. Um Virgil's obviously keeping clean sheets. Um, James Madison scoring and assisting two this week was massive for us. It's about time he actually did something. Um, But yeah, I think that just getting the whole team contributing now is key and and we're doing exactly that. Yeah, I um, I couldn't agree more with that. I think... uh... Look, it's it's not particularly the things that are that are happening within the pitch and within the yeah or on the pitch with Tanzania. I think there's a lot of things that have happened off the field. Um, we recently confirmed that uh, we are a quarter Maori, um, which has really um, buoyed our, um, our a drive to um, stand up for for Tikanga and other Maori principles, um, and also. We've, we've got a new team mascot recently, and his name's Winston. Um, he's fucking cute. And um, look, the players love him. He's a great presence to have in the dressing room. And I think he's actually providing a bit of um, managership insight uh, for the for us, for the manager duo. And look, he's, he's pretty inexperienced, but he's bringing some fresh ideas. And... Obviously, look, we've we've skyrocketed up the table in recent weeks. We've run one three in a row, and look, it, it seems like it's only going to get better for us. Mister Wiley Junior, do you have any uh, comments on the influence of Winston on Tans United? 
Yeah, he's um he's been a great addition to to Times United. He's um he's helped a lot with the cohesiveness between um myself and and Tom. Um, as stated earlier, when I stayed the night at his flat, um, that morning we uh we we came home to find that we had a new dog in Winston, and um, he's been he's been a huge asset. So obviously, uh, you became a bit of a meme throughout the season with uh, Mr. Wiley Senior's um, percentages of the way through the season and his urge not to panic. And in the meanwhile, managers like um, Mr. Phillips and Mr. Martin would quite often uh, just insult you about um, your place on the table. Um, I particularly remember Mr. Hoffman asking whether uh, Mr. Wiley Senior, who was an inaugural manager of um, of the Sanjay Cooper Memorial League, uh, had he ever finished top half of the table? Obviously, now you sit uh, within the top half of the table in fourth. Um, so, what does that mean to uh, to prove your haters wrong? It means the world. Um, we always had faith in ourselves. It was just others who didn't have faith in us, and I think um, I think we've made them quickly realise that we're a force to be reckoned with in this league. Yeah, undoubtedly, I'd I'd have to agree with everything there. Um, what does it mean to prove our haters wrong? Absolutely everything. Uh, the the whole leadership style behind Tons United is uh, for me to to just antagonise people in the group chat, um, antagonise them off the field and on the field as well. Um, so to see that that strategy is working, that people were riled up when we perhaps weren't in the best position earlier in the season, uh, to now be succeeding, be the just the an amazing team all around, not just with, with our Egyptian master. Um, look, it, it really pays off, and I can't wait to, to climb four spots higher than this one. Um, and so, obviously, you mentioned uh, off the pitch, you, uh, you like to antagonise the group chat. Was that the, uh, the product of the Sanjay Shield saga we had uh, a few weeks earlier, um, where Mr. Wiley Senior um, pretended to hold the Sanjay Shield captive, um, resulting in in the Lavery Memorial Cup being rightfully returned to to its owners. Um, yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was probably a better question for Tom, but definitely went according to plan. Yeah, thanks, by Jack Bandit. Um, yeah, so basically the intention there, as I maintained all along, was to to free the Lavery Memorial Cup from Jack Bailey's bedroom, um, but also to just antagonise the group chat, annoy people that the Shield was no longer in Wellington, and um, just just really drive a divide between some managers and it worked um all plans or all parts of that plan worked um you know I, I compared myself to Muhammad Ali Colin Kaepernick um and obviously I was I was joking but at the end of the day 
I do deserve a statue. I am a hero because that trophy wouldn't be free without me. Um, now all the, the league's trophies are in their rightful place and it's all thanks to me. Um, so obviously throughout this, the, the majority of this season now, you've been without your second round pick, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um, and I don't think within the league that enough managers have taken notice of the fact that um, that yes, while you were, were seventh for, for a long stretch of the season, you were doing it without your second best player. Um, now that you're really gelling as a team and getting the results, what will it mean to Tons United to get a player of Dominic Calvert-Lewin's uh, calibre in the squad? Yeah, I think it'll be awesome to have him back when the time eventually comes. I think he was only supposed to be out for about three weeks or so when we, uh, or when he first got injured, sorry. So, yeah, it'll be superb to to finally get him back and hopefully he can come back with a bang. And as he was doing, um, the first few game weeks, I think he scored every week. So hopefully hopefully he can come back in, in the fine form that he was showing at the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, as, uh, as my co-manager rightfully pointed out, I think it was in the, must have been the fourth round he's been injured since. And he was only meant to be out for about three weeks. And so that's now been 10 and counting. Um, but look, we're, we're very excited to get him back. And, uh, and hopefully he is getting the same results he was getting in the first three rounds of the season. I mean, if he, if he keeps up that form throughout the season, there's no stopping us. I mean, you know, some managers, when they get players in for, for free, basically, you know, this is a hypothetical hypothetical example here, but um, say you were to get Cristiano Ronaldo um, just for free in the middle of a season, you'd really think that would boost your um, your chances. And you know, if you the leadership in your team is a bit lacking, you know, that might not always happen. But obviously, we've got the mana to um to carry that sort of star player through and, and gel him with his new teammates who he hasn't seen in a while. So, look, I believe that, that he'll absolutely be a force to be reckoned with when he returns and nobody will be able to stop the inevitable. Uh, 2022, turns out on the throne. Well said. Uh, so next round, you'll be facing bottom of the table. It's a sure thing. Who surprisingly were hot on your heels last week for um for top scorer, only just um losing out to you by two points, them scoring fifty seven, yourself scoring fifty nine. Uh, so how are you preparing for that match, and how do you see it going? I do think that um that was a one off game week for it's a sure thing. Um, Jaden Sancho finally did something for them um, not actually too sure who else they have um, but yeah I think I think we should um, run away with the win quite comfortably this week so yeah, yeah um, with a player like um, like Jaden Sancho finally getting off the mark for it's a sure thing. Um, that's pretty big for them. 
because they've been sorely lacking um, some star talent. However, um, you know, a, a first-round pick doesn't make you a first-round calibre player, I'd say. I mean, so if you look at um, Jaden Sancho's season statistics, right, so so far he's got one goal and zero assists, um, whereas our first-round pick, Mo Salah, has got 11 goals and eight assists. So, like, I wouldn't get too far ahead of myself if I were Mr. Andrews or Mr. Dunkarf. Um Look, they may have put up a good score last week, but round 14's a different beast, as we all know. Um, the first midweek fixture of the season. And do they have the knees for that? Mr. Andrews certainly doesn't. Um, and I would say that his leadership won't won't last the uh, the manner of Tarns United. Um, look, in saying that, they, they're not to be slept on, so to say. Um, they're a, they're a bigger challenge than, than people think if Sancho does start putting together some, at the very least, respectable performances. But you, you're not stopping Tars United right now. I'm sorry. Um, we're going to go four wins in a row and we're just going to keep climbing up the table. So um, when I first interviewed you in, uh, I believe, round four, um, you both were, were very adamant that you your goal was to win both the Sanjay Shield and the Labour Memorial Cup this season. Um, since then, you middled around the um, the seventh, eighth region of the table. You now sit in fourth. Seems like you're on a bit of a hot streak. Has the goal for the season changed at all? Um, no, it absolutely hasn't. I think we've always aimed to be on the top of the table. Um, and Slowly but surely, that's um, that is coming to fruition. I think is the right word. So, yeah, I think we're finally getting the results we deserve, and um, and the rest of the league should watch out. Quite frankly. Yeah. Look, I mean, there is nothing that is going to to come in the way of our goals this season. Um, the shield, we've we've held it previously, obviously, as everyone knows. Um, and we weren't able to hold on to it for long, but haven't drawn a clue are a formidable force this season. Um, and I'm sure we'll get another opportunity to get that back. Um, and obviously, since then, our team has, has learned a lot of lessons. We've won three games in a row since then. Um, and I think, yeah, we won't lend another opportunity with the shield slip. Um, with the cup, you said it yourself, Mister Bandit. I mean, we're we're on an on stop unstoppable run of form right now, and I mean, we we've, we've just bet the defending champions, the the runaway leaders, and to me, that's a clear signal of um of the, the fresh meat beating out the uh, the old dogs. So. Once again, I'll say it, 2022, Tarns United on the throne. Are there any final comments that the two of you would like to make? Um, just from me, as, um, as Tom's been pointing out various times throughout this, this interview and the season, um, 2022, Tarns United on the throne.
yeah, look, Mr. Bandit, um, it's it's been a privilege to once again be on the show. Um, it's 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 amazing to um to work so hard at something and um to see the fruits of your labour really start to uh to spring really um and that's what we're seeing with this win streak and um our success particularly in in round 13 where we've top scored um look in saying that we are only 34.21% of the season through the season should i say and we we won't get ahead of ourselves we that's still about 65.79% of the way to go. So we know that we can't let this, uh, the efforts we're putting in slip now. And if managers are banking on that, then then they need to, to take a good, long, hard look in the mirror at themselves. Um, at the end of the day, it's the end of the day. And when the day ends, Tarns United will have the Lavery Memorial Cup in their left hand, the Sanjay Shield in their right hand, and a cigar in their mouths. 2022, Tanzi United on the throne. That has been uh, Tanzi United co-managers, Tom Wiley and Jack Wiley. Thank you very much for to the two of you for your time. Thank you, Mr. Bandit, and God bless you. Thank you to uh, Tanzi United co-managers, Tom Wiley and Jack Wiley, for those really inspiring and humble words. Solar Bamba, this is a uh, an interesting one. Usually we're quite used to um, just having international breaks every two or three weeks, but now we've reached the point of the season where we're getting midweek fixtures, which has really ramped up our uh, our work rate that uh, is required of us. But look, it's it's going to test some teams. There's going to be some tired managers, some fatigued podcasters, but um, it's where the boys start separating themselves from men, I think. Yeah, I certainly agree. I feel like um, this is a time where your real diehards get stuck in and you know grow that that real appreciation for the league. And uh, let's appreciate this league with our round fourteen predictions. So our first match, we have the two top scorers from round thirteen. Actually, Tarns United playing host to it's a sure thing. How do you see this one shaping up, Labamba? Yeah, they say lightning doesn't strike twice, and, and I feel like for both these sides, we won't be seeing the similar heroics to what we saw in the last match. Um, I'm going to go Tarns United winning by five. You don't believe the Tarns United hype train, it sounds, Labamba. No, I think you've had a few weeks now where Salah hasn't helped them out. Um, and I feel like that can't last forever. Um, a, either with Salah himself or the rest of the team not performing. And I feel like they'll get the win here because they're playing it's a sure thing, but it will be a a bit of a slog, a 28-21. Or what did I say? Five points. So 28-23. Um, well, when I look at um, it's a sure thing. So Arsenal playing United, that's been white. And then you've also got um, Luke Shaw and Jaden Sancho there. Then you've got um, King playing Chelsea, Martinez playing City, and look, 
Grealish isn't really playing at the moment. And then I look at Tarns United. Leicester, that Schmeichel and Madison have Southampton. Hudson O'Doy and Chaloba, they've got Watford. Salah's got the Merseyside derby along with Van Dyke. And um, look, to me, that spells another massive Tarns United victory. It's a sure thing returns to uh, previous form. Tarns United take this by 25. Yeah, Lauren, I can also see that happening. Um, what puts me off is, you know, both these teams scored very high points and I just can't see it happening again. They say lightning doesn't start, strike twice, but they also say um, records are made to be broken and um, time will tell, won't it? But Certainly will. In our next match, Monathan Drakeman, looking to bounce back, will take on struggling, injury-ridden, expected to lose. Abamba, what were your thoughts here? Yeah, that's exactly it. They'll bounce back and they and they should win convincingly. I think an eighteen point win for Monifan Drakeman here. Yeah, I um, I'll have to agree with that result. I um, again, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Availability is the best ability. Two reds, two yellows, and therefore expected to lose. And they are key players. Uh, Monifan Drakeman, they um. They put up a bit of a stinker against Towns United. I don't think it's going to happen again. Monath and Drakeman win this, and they win this comfortably. I like your 18. I'll go for 16. And our next one. Uh, Comfort my William, really struggling of late, now find themselves on eighth. Will uh, look to pick up some points against another mid, well, a, another team in that uh, three through eight pack. Paniki Saint-Germain, the top of the mid-table uh, table, if you will. Labamba, how do you see this one shaping up? Yeah, this is, a, this is going to be a good game, this one. It'll be entertaining to watch. Um, I, I really, I'm going to go with my heart here. I really want Comfort Mawillian to bounce back. Um, and I think they win this by three. A very saucy pick there. Um, yeah, I look at this one and... They benched Ben Rama last week, and that was the right move. He he didn't pick up that many points, I believe. But this week, he's got Brighton. Um, Brighton have had a good season, but West Ham are, you know, they're a genuine top four contender this this uh, season. Then you've got Mount, Reese James, and Mindy against Watford, and Jesus and Sterling against Villa. For Paniki Saint-Germain, Alexander-Arnold is in the Merseyside derby, which um, is probably going to be a, a tight one there. Um, Son against Brentford, along with Mora and Royale, which could be quite interesting, that one. Rafinha has Palace in a, in a bit of a relegation. Well, not really. Palace are quite good this season. But um, that could be a, a plucky one there. Um, and then St. Maximin against Norwich. And Tony against Tottenham. Um, on the basis of that, I'm picking can't fit my William like yourself. I think they have the better matchups. And like you, I think it'll be tight. I think can't fit my William take this by seven. Mm. Yeah, good prediction. Good prediction. And the next one, Gurn FC will be taking on Gelfi's young boys. Uh, Labamba, what are you thinking? 
Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, I think Gurney FC just take this one. I think Guelphie's young boys have kind of just struggled of late and I can't see them really challenging Gurney FC. I think Gurney FC would by eight. Yeah, look, once again, availability is the best ability. Pereira, Varane, Neves, Kovacic, all red. Uh, there were five donuts this week. I mean, if they don't set their lineups, there's sure to be more. Um, Goon FC, say what you will. They are active managers. Kane's got Brentford. Pookie's got Newcastle. Uh, there's sure to be some goals there, you'd like to think. And um, look, all around, it's it's tough to see anyone losing to Gilfie's young boys at the moment if they're not even setting their lineups as well as having probably the worst squad in the history of the Sanjay Cooper Memorial League. So I think UNFC win this and they win this by 20. And in a final match of the round, the Sanjay Shield match of round 14, the first midweek Sanjay Shield match of the season, haven't got a clue going for their 21st Sanjay Shield victory. will take on Thickford makes me hardy for Vardy. Labamba, thoughts? Yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think we really have talked enough about how some of these big teams might start to rotate their players. Um, now that, you know, we've got short game weeks and that could come back to bite um, some of these teams. And I think this will hurt, haven't got a clue uh, here. We've got a few players in here that are subject to rotation risk. However, Thickford makes me hope Vardy's really struggled of late. And, and unless those two at the top um, get firing Vardy and Ronaldo, I, I think we'll have a habit of a clue one again. Um, and by seven, I'm going to say. So a bit of a fun fact here. With um, haven't got a clue's victory last week, they now have the longest shield streak of the season with four. Um, now, I could go into the, uh, the player-by-player analysis here. I'm not going to do that. It's as simple for me as this. You haven't got a clue of playing Thickford makes me hardy for Vardy. The team who co-manager Anthony Coleman couldn't show up to the draft due to a, a flooding risk that turned into um, light to drizzle at best. Uh, this team is allergic to success, allergic to big moments. They, they quite literally don't show up. Now, they've, they've also got three reds in there, a, a semi-injury crisis of, of its own. You don't pick against having a clue in shield matches, and you do not pick Thickford makes me hardy for Vardy in any match of note. Having a clue are going to win this by 13. Let's go. Let's go. Well, La Bamba, it's, uh, we've had to do this podcast prematurely. Uh, Draft Fantasy haven't played ball. And uh, we're going to have to do potentially a double-up podcast for uh, for the next round. But um, look, all's well that ends well. And it's uh, it's good to be winning your ear holes for an exceptionally uh, greater round and a great upcoming round. It is. It's certainly it's a treat to have such good football back-to-back. And uh, it's going to be a great week. Well... We'll catch you again to uh, recap the midweek madness that will be round 14 and go our predictions for round 15 or if we happen to have to double up 
we'll give our predictions for round 16 and uh, also the analysis for round 15. But that remains to be seen. Will Draft, draft Fantasy ever uh, finalise the round 13 game week? I guess we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But until then, I've been the Blackjack Bandit. I've been the Bumba. Ben Wayne's on fire. Your defence is terrifying. Ready to go. See you later, cops. You know you love me. I know you care.